What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, I talk about keeping great people in your business. It's something that's so important to me. I feel like there's no success without great people. There's no growth without great people. But you as a business owner, you've got to know how to keep great people. You've got to know how to manage great people. You can't let your own temperaments get in the way. You can't really, you can't create an environment that makes people feel scared, makes people feel on edge. And I know a lot of you don't do that. I know a lot of you are on a growth path. You want to be the best. So I'm just trying to help you be aware of some things that I do to make sure that I'm doing whatever I can to keep the best people wanting to show up to work every day. So you're going to like this episode, guys. Thanks for listening to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast, and in today's episode, I want to talk to you about employee retention. This is a thing that I'm really passionate about because I truly believe the only way to grow is to grow from within, to have a good solid group of really guys that or girls that you know have a commitment to the vision, a commitment to you as the business, business owner. Um, and I think that in our industry, um, really, you know, you have a, a unique opportunity to stand out. And, uh, and I kind of want to dive a little bit into that as I, as I get into this episode. But really what it comes down to is the fact that majority of people have left their jobs out of spite. They left them because, you know, the boss didn't treat them well. Maybe they were overworked. They were underpaid. Maybe the boss didn't understand how to really get the best out of their employees. And, uh, you know, there's some principles that I like to make sure that I'm in a line with just to make sure that I never even get to that point where wanting to leave my company is a thought. Now that don't mean to make that sound bad, but really I only want the only reason for my employees to leave my company is if there's a better opportunity for them or if they want to start their own business. Really the, those are the only two things. So, you know, other than that, you know, if there's anything that I can control, you know, I want to make sure that I'm there for them and I also want to make sure that I'm being cognizant, in other words, being aware of really just the morale, making sure that they're happy, you know, and, and a happy employee creates a happy customer, really simple formula. So my focus as a business owner is if I can make my employees happy, then ultimately my customers will be happy. And it's a lot easier to make your employees happy, um, you know, when it, when we're working with them one-on-one -on -one rather than all the customers that you serve, you know, let them do that. They'll do a, a great job at that. So let's talk about it. First, we have to understand employees, you know, um, why do they come to work for you? Well, they come to work for you for a couple reasons, but I'll name three that are really important. Number one, stability. They come to work for you for stability. They want to make sure that there's going to be work. They want to make sure that there's going to be somewhere to go the next day. Okay. So the first responsibility that you have as a business owner is to make sure that there is work you have got to make sure that that schedule is full. Now, there's some business owners out there that 
really don't understand the concept of sacrifice when it comes to ensuring that your team is good. And when I say that, I mean that, you know, let me give you an example. When I first started my business, you know, we didn't have the schedule that we do now. Obviously, we weren't filling a whole week worth of work. We were only filling maybe three days worth of work, sometimes four days. And what I realized was, is if I was on the job actually doing the painting and helping, actually what would happen is, is that we would get the jobs done too quick. Now, most business owners get excited about that because that means that there's less money that they have to pay out to the employee um, over the course of a week. But me understanding what it's going to take to keep my great employees with me, I understand that's actually a bad thing because they're not going to have a day of work on Friday. And ultimately, you know, I'm the guy that makes the profit. I paid them for four days and I get to enjoy my three day weekend. Well, obviously, when we're paying wages, we want to make sure that these guys are making good money. And so what I did was when I knew that it was a short week, I would actually remove myself from the production that week, let the team of two or team of three that I had at the time do the production and let them do it for the entire week, stretch out the jobs. Actually, I would do that. And what that did was it just ensured that they knew that they were getting their 40 hours. And uh, that's something that's really, really important. So uh, understanding that, you know, great employees want stability and doing whatever you can to ensure that they're getting that every single week is super important. Okay. So stability is number one. Number two, they want security. Okay. And when I say security, I think it's more so emotional security when it comes to who's in charge of putting food on their table. And it really has to do with you as a business owner, understanding that when it comes to security, it comes down to what is your temperament like? How quick are you to maybe even threaten a job uh, that they, if they make a mistake, how quick are you to forgive? How quick are you to really identify that, you know, no one's perfect and no one will care about your business more than you do. So there is going to be some errors that occur. Really, the idea as a business owner is to identify whether those errors are blatant or those errors are really just errors that happen, normal errors and how you respond to those errors. Are you a coaching type of business owner or are you a business owner that has no tolerance? And I think when people feel as though that their job is in jeopardy, that's when they start to want to go somewhere else. That's when they start to check out um, and, and, and really stop being creative because human creativity is what creates great experiences in my personal opinion. So if you're creating an environment that is heavily based on fear, in other words, you're really, you don't have much compassion. You don't have much empathy, you know, for whatever reason, if, you know, they have a doctor's appointment and you have a deadline to hit on a job, you know, and you know that that doctor's appointment is something they have to take care of for their kid or something they have to do for their you know, family. And you don't have the empathy to just say, hey, you know what? Do what you got to do. We'll figure it out. Um, well, ultimately, you know, you're creating an environment of fear because they can't control some things. And if you're not the type of business owner that allows room for that, then ultimately you're creating a fear mindset, the security that they feel in knowing that you're there for them and the security that they feel knowing that, you know, they don't have to be in a position where they're going to have to frantically look for a job because you fired them over this. Um, you know, you, you just have to understand that dynamic. You know, I grew up around this. I had, you know, friends or family members that had 
bosses that had really no tolerance. And, you know, you just hear how they talk about their boss. You just hear how, you know, it frustrates the family. Um, you hear how there's fear that gets put into the household because the boss has a temperament um, that just doesn't exude any empathy. It doesn't exude any understanding. It doesn't exude any real leadership, you know? And um, I remember seeing it. And I also remember seeing it in my own, in my own household. My father would have a boss that uh, had a temperament or, you know, or whatever. And it just put us on edge, me as a kid and my sister. And I just always put it in the back of my head that I never want to do that to anyone. You know, I never, I want people to go home in a good mood. I, I want them to go home and feel as though like, you know, they can talk about how great their day was and they could talk about how, you know, awesome their boss is for letting them, you know, take the day off or, Hey, I had someone ask me yesterday, Hey, my birthday's coming up Thursday. My mom's coming into town and uh, I haven't seen her in a while. And listen, right now, my personal business, Premium Painting, it is slammed. I have my project managers out. He had surgery. Um, you know, like we are in no position to let anyone take off. And it was no question for me. You know, just go ahead. You know, we'll figure it out, man. And you just tell you're just so thankful. And um, that's what keeps people coming back. You know, that's what keeps them wanting to work even harder. So I know for a fact, like he's going to work extra hard this week because he knows I had his back. And I just remember what it was like when I was an employee, you know, I had things that I wanted to do and I wouldn't, I wouldn't over ask. I wouldn't, you know, um, you know, overextend my welcome when it came to just asking for a day off or needing to take care of a family issue. Um, and, and I didn't get that respect. I didn't get the ability to, and it made me resent the place that I worked actually like that day would go and look at other job opportunities because I felt trapped. So security in a sense of temperament of the business owner, you know, security of knowing that their job is secure, security of knowing that, you know, they can have life happen to them and they're not going to lose their job. That's important. Um, and then a little bit of freedom, you know, comes with that security as well. There's a little bit of leniency. It's give and take. There's some people that do take advantage of that. Don't get me wrong. You have to be, you have to have a really good, I would say, you have to be very, you have to use discernment. That's the word. You got to use discernment of understanding who's taking advantage of your kindness and who actually appreciates it and takes the gift of whatever you're giving them and puts it into the business, puts it into the, to the end result. So that is a, that's really important. So when it comes to workload, this is another topic that is really important when it comes to keeping high quality employees is really just keeping that temperature gauge, understanding what workload you're putting on people. You know, here in Florida, we work in the hot sun a lot, you know, and one thing that I'm constantly doing aside from trying to sell jobs and get great opportunities, I'm trying to gauge how tired my team is. And I'm trying to make sure that I'm not stacking too many big jobs one after the other, one after the other, one after the other. I'm trying to make sure that I'm putting in interior jobs for a crew that had a really long week um, on a really big house. Like I'm really doing my best to make sure that they're not exhausted uh, from the workload that they're, be they're being given. You know, me as a business owner, not only do I do it in the regards of what types of jobs that they're taking, but I do it in types of what type of team I'm putting around them. You know, I have I hear a lot of guys say, you know what, I just like having two guys on a job. And if you operate like that, like that's great and it's cheap. And, you know, you're very blessed to have, you know, two guys that can probably bang out a house or bang out a job or whatever it is that you do. That's really great. 
you know, ask them how they're feeling at the end of the week, you know, Hey man, you know, are you, do you feel like, uh, are you tired? You know, and, and just look in their face. Cause I guarantee they're exhausted trying to paint house after house. And some of you guys keep one guy busy and he's working every single week. And, and I just want to know, like, you know, if that were you, um, you know, how would you feel? You know, it's like you as a business owner, you've got to make sure that you're creating support around your all-stars. You got to create support. That's why I always have teams of four and five. Does it cost me more money to have four and five on a team? Absolutely. If I really pushed three guys, could they do what a team of four does? Absolutely. Do I feel like that having four or five guys gives my leaders on the team the ability to take their foot off the gas as much as they would if there were two or three guys. Absolutely. Do I care? No. I want people to feel, number one, that I care enough to make sure that they have support around them. That's number one. Number two, I care about my future customer. The goal of a business is to make sure that every single customer gets the same experience as the last customer. If it's a great experience, obviously, if it was a poor experience, you just always want to make sure everyone gets a great experience. And when we're working with employees, when we're working with team members, okay, we want to make sure that we identify number one, these guys are human beings that could easily get hurt, they can get tired, you know, and the quality of our product is dependent on how they're feeling that day, okay? And when that is a variable. In other words, this isn't like a robot that produces the same result every single time. These are humans. And when that's a variable, we have to understand that they get tired, right? And if there's a temperature gauge on Monday, you know, they're at a hundred percent. If we're lucky, then by Friday, maybe they're at 10%. The tank's empty. If you're having one or two, you know, workers on a job, and then what happens Monday? Well, maybe that Monday they're at 60%. Maybe they had a long weekend. Maybe they had to go move or help a friend or maybe they're at 60% on Monday. Okay. And then what happens on Friday of that week? Well, now they're at like 2%. And then maybe they have another long weekend. Instead of starting at 60%, they're at 40%. And there's actually a decline that occurs over and over and over again. And they start to regret their job because they start thinking, man, I have another house to paint Monday. I got to do all that work I did last Monday, right? And and it's your fault because if you stack them with a team of four, maybe they're at 60% on that Monday. But guess what? You have three other people that can balance the load and they might say, you know what? Why don't you guys take the hard prep in today? I'm going to kind of sit back a little bit. I'll do uh, some of the light prep in today. I'm just, you know, had a rough weekend and their team will have their back, you know? And it's like me as a business owner, I don't care like if they take like, a light day like that to me doesn't matter. When I look at great employees, I think long-term, I'm just glad that they're on my team. I'm glad that they're there. I'm glad that they're sober. I'm glad that they're, you know, really just invested in my company. So like anything that I can do to make their life easier, I do. Um, you know, that's the, that's the second part of this. So the first part is really understanding things from an employee perspective and then aligning your business to make sure that you're avoiding whatever it would be that would cause your employee to want to leave other than two things, starting a business and getting a better opportunity. Okay. So those are the two reasons why, um, 
I would be happy if someone moved on from my company. That's great. But while they're with me, you know, I want to make sure that they stay as long as possible. Number two, creating an environment that doesn't exhaust them, especially because we're in the trades. We can't like, you know, we got to understand that people can get tired. So you as a business owner, stop being greedy. Okay. Stop thinking so much about how much money you're making and start investing in the process to make sure that you have a consistent result every single time. That's number two. Last part of this. Number three. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up. Last part. The questions that you ask your team. Okay. Individually getting to know them personally. Okay. This is something you can't skip over. If you think you can just skip over this one, you're going to be hard pressed. You're not going to have any respect on your team. You know, people won't think that you care. You know, again, you got to remember when you signed up to be a business owner, you decided to take on, you know, the livelihood of other people. Um, and that's pretty serious to me. You also decided to take on the things they're going through and, if you were in a position to help them, I mean, I think that's your responsibility because what do they do every day? They put their sweat, their time that they'll never get back again. They take their time that they could be doing something else for another business or maybe themselves and they're building your dream, your business. And uh, that to me is just so valuable, man. So, you know, I think it's important to get to know your, your team members. And whenever I go to a job, you know, I uh, pull everyone aside individually and they know i do this <laughs> they're like yeah i'm like you know i'll be like you know like hey tim man come on man let's let's chat for a minute and then uh me and tim will chat and i'll be like all right wayne you know let me let me grab you for a second you know and i literally go around to every one of my employees and uh and i talk to them individually and, and i ask a couple questions you know nothing crazy i'm not going to sit there and have a cup of tea, but I'm asking, so, Hey man, how, how are you doing? You know? And that's nothing business related. Like, I don't care you, Like when I just op ask that, I just want them to tell me, you know, what's going on. And then, you know, I have a guy that has his mom's on hospice care right now. And, you know, I know he, he told me that and, and we'll just talk about that, man. And I'll try to relate to him a little bit, you know, cause I think naturally it's like this thing, man, where it's like employee versus boss. And uh, I try to avoid that as much as possible because I really see us all as one team. I just have a role in a company. Um, and uh, yeah, that's how I see it. So I just, you know, try to be as personal as possible. I'll say just, how how you doing, man? You know, and I'll hear, I'll hear what's going on and, and we'll chat. Um, and then I'll say, well, how do you, how do you like working here? You know, like, is there anything that you think we should be doing differently? You know, and I'll open up the doors to these so I can try to align the business to make them happier make their environment better. That's my job, man. You know, I mean, I just, I get passionate about this because everyone says that the big problem in this industry is finding good people. And like, yeah, you can, the problem, you're right. Problem is finding good people. If you don't have a good environment for good people to hang out in, like, you know, I'm not going to the club, right? So you won't find me in a club, but where will you find me at a good, healthy event for entrepreneurship? right? Like that's a good environment for me to hang out in. So if somebody's in the club wondering why they can't find someone like me, a podcast host, you know, well, they should be like, maybe you should check a place where that person can grow. Um, you know, so for me, it's like in the same breath when it comes to you as an, as a business owner, you've got to create an environment of growth. Okay. So let's talk about that last step. Actually, I want to get to that. So, so having those one-on-one -on -one conversations, building a really personal relationship, and, and doing what you can to align, you know, and I'll kind of say there's been times when people said, hey, man, I'm really struggling at home, man. I, you know, my cars broke down and this, that and the other. And, you know, that, that when I pulled them aside and I'm glad they told me that because maybe I can help, 
you know, and take off the stress so they can focus on their work. And then after I do that, they're so much more committed because I helped them, you know, and it's like this full circle thing, man. Um, and then, and then, you know, really just, just so much to it, you know, there's so much to it. And well, you know, I don't want to go too much deeper into this because, you know, the environment, the, you know, the benefits, like all that, all that comes in time, but really just like having a good solid team, um, is something that, you know, it's just, there's nothing better to have is a solid team and anything you can do to make their life happier, to make their job happier, to make the customer have even greater experience. Like that's your job. Like you should be a people like business owner, like a, a, you know, they call it a, I think they call it a CPO now, a chief people officer. Um, you know, so everyone's like, Oh, I'm the CEO, you know, and like, no, I'm, I'm the CPO. I'm a chief people officer. I, I make sure people are happy. And I've found that more often than not, people appreciate that and they'll transition that to my customer. So that's what I got for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. If you haven't done so already, I'd love for you to check out Drip Jobs. Drip Jobs is an automation software. It's a CRM. It'll help you send quotes and estimates to your customers. It'll help you take payments. It's an all-in-one system. Uh, I love it. And so I believe everyone else who signed up absolutely loves it. So hopefully we'll have you next and uh, I'll walk you through the software. It'll be cool. Thank you so much, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach, and I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.